Hey law firm owners, this is Nermeen, law firm strategist and host of the Wildly Successful Law Firm podcast. This podcast is for law firm owners who are tired of the same bad law firm advice that's outdated and doesn't apply to your small law firm. We'll discuss everything there is to know about your law firm, including your numbers, hiring, operations, especially how to think, act, and behave like a CEO, not just a lawyer who happens to own a business. I'm here to talk about strategy and not your feelings. So here we go. Welcome law firm owners to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm Nermeen. I hope you are enjoying your February and your 2022 so far. This is going to be episode three, the final part of the hiring puzzle. So in the last episode, I talked about the middle phase of hiring, and that is all about the training and the on-ramp period. Before that, we talked about making sure that the person that you are hiring for is actually the skills that has the skills that you're looking for and is gonna take off the tasks from your plate that you don't wanna do. And of course, that you have at least three months salary set aside for that person. So now let's talk about this final part what I like to call continuous engagement, okay? You may not know this, but for a few years in my life, I was actually working at my family's mattress factory here in Atlanta, still exists, called Mattress Atlanta, go figure. And I was making mattresses, like physical spring mattresses. I know that sounds really crazy. I've had about 17 different careers. Why am I mentioning that right now? Okay, here's why. One of the things that I learned about through manufacturing was the Lean Six Sigma process. And I actually have a black belt in the Lean Six Sigma process. And a big sort of foundational understanding of that is continuous improvement, which means you are always trying to make things better a very simple example, instead of having, you know, six widgets every hour be broken, you have five widgets every hour that are broken. Continuous improvement. It is the mentality of we are going to keep making things better and we are going to keep trying to make things more efficient. So why am I introducing this term? because the third phase of the engagement is what I like to call continuous engagement. It means that as an employer, as someone who works with contractors, as a law firm owner, you are going to continue making things better. You are going to continue making things more efficient. And I want you to adopt this mentality with you and your employees. You know. If you downloaded this month's freebie, this month's guide, that hiring checklist, part of a few things on that checklist includes for your employer, employee slash the contractor that you're working with to ask them questions about what is a happy working environment for them. That includes continued training maybe. Maybe they wanna get go from you know, a, a legal admin to actually getting their paralegal certification. Maybe they want to become better at mediating or at communicating or understanding the numbers in a law firm a little better. And maybe it's not just education. 
right? Maybe it's that they feel it would be better to have team engagement outing sessions, not just around the holidays, okay? But broken up and presented through the year. So four times a year instead of just one time. Those things are going to keep your employees engaged in truth beyond an extra dollar or two an hour. Now, am I saying that the increase in pay is not important, that they will work for outings? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you can't just do one. No one wants to work in an environment where they're highly paid but treated like shit. No one wants to work in an environment where they're highly paid but hate coming there and don't ever laugh or have any connection to anyone else in the workplace. I mean, think about you. I work with a lot of big law refugees who have their own practice now and a lot of them left because they were getting paid bukus of money, but they got tired of it. They hated the people they worked with. It wasn't fun, right? So by having this sort of, we're going to keep our employees engaged. We're gonna keep our contractors engaged. We're putting so much effort into hiring and interviewing and training. Why not keep it going? Why are you why are you just dropping the ball once they've come on board, you've thrown some money at them and what, now that's gonna make them stay forever with you? That's supposed to create some level of loyalty, right? You can't buy it. You might be able to keep them around for a little bit longer, but it's not gonna keep them around forever. So I urge you in this process of continuous improvement, look at that checklist, right? Go download it, figure out what your employees want, listen to them. And here's what else I'm gonna say. You might hate me for saying this, but I'm just gonna come out and say it. You're probably a terrible listener. You probably get super, super defensive anytime someone says something to you about how you're running the practice. And if your client says, or excuse me, if your employer or your contractor says, oh, you know, maybe, maybe we could, you know, leave at five instead of six every day, that, that would be nice. Maybe we could work one day remote. Maybe we could, you know, whatever the thing is that they want, don't get defensive about it. It's not personal to you. It's not like they don't want to see your face five days a week. It's that, you know, that one day that they get to work from home, they can do their laundry in the background, right? Or the one day that they're working from home, they can take, you know, a, a walk during lunch instead of having to grind through lunch for you, right? Like that's not enjoyable for anyone and that's how people burn out. I want you to keep that conversation open with your employees under continuous engagement, but I also want you to be open to the fact that anything that they're gonna say, you're gonna completely shut down on and you're not gonna wanna hear because that's just your personality as a lawyer. Trust me, I know. Even the most open attorneys still get shut down when people say, well, maybe you could do this better. Um, I will tell you from my own personal experience, I've had my contractors tell me, hey, Nermeen, can you do this? Can you do that? And it's always a little bit of a sting. Like, I thought I was doing a good job and what do you mean? And I'm paying you more than others, right? But how dare I, right? Like they're asking to make 
they're asking me to do something very small to make their life a little bit easier. So just be open to it. And if you know that you're gonna be someone who shuts down in those conversations, my request is gonna be that you bring in a professional, whether it's a friend who's a mediator, and you pay them their hourly rates just so they can hear both sides of what's needed and so that you can actually properly process it. Or you can bring in an actual leadership trainer, you can bring in a professional coach to be part of that conversation to facilitate it. I will tell you that, you know, I have done these for my clients in the past. And when there's someone who comes from the outside, it just makes it feel like it's more important. It adds a level of like gravitas to it. And if you are going to engage in these conversations, I want you to do it effectively to where it's not a waste of your time, their time, and that you're just doing it to check off the damn box like you did with that employee manual that no one even reads anyway. Sort of the same thing. I don't want you to do that. So really just, yes, it's gonna cost you a little bit more, but trust me, the things that you are going to learn are going to totally be worth it because you might have someone on your staff who says, you know, I really enjoy doing these kinds of cases and I noticed that I spend, as your paralegal or whatever, I spend 10 hours on each of those cases, but you only have to spend one hour. And the client doesn't really call us or bother us. These are very low conflict clients for this thing. Maybe I was thinking we could let your marketing person know or your SEO team know that we offer this thing and really focus on that for the next year. You might be really surprised. They might have some really great ideas for you in growing your practice. And if you don't have someone else there to listen to what's actually being said, you might hear your paralegal saying, you're not working hard enough. And that's not even what they're saying. They're literally just saying, I found some way to make you more money and you have to work less, but you're not gonna hear that. You're gonna take it as a, as a backhanded insult, right? Um, so as part of this continuous engagement process, I want you to think about the salary and have an open conversation about salary and expectations. This is the one thing attorneys never do. And it drives me insane that you don't talk to people about their expectations. Now I'm not saying the day that you hire them, you lay out the expectations of where it's gonna be in four years and five years, no. But I do think it's reasonable that you tell them, hey, if business keeps going this way, then you can expect that in 12 months, this is where you'll be. And in 24 months, this is where you'll be. This is also a really crucial time to figure out benefits because I know a lot of you solo and small law firm owners don't provide benefits. And I don't mean do the whole kit and caboodle, you know, health insurance and dental and vision. You're not, you're not a corporate company. I'm not expecting that from you, nor am I saying that that's what you need to do to retain your clients. What I am saying is be open to what is actually statistically factually correct. I talked to a lot of insurance brokers and a lot of them have relayed to me that just having short-term disability as an offering that the employer has and then contributing to half of short-term disability 
really makes the employees feel like they're taken care of, really makes people feel like you're not just here to milk them for their work, you actually do care about them. So I want you to think about just expanding on what kind of benefits you can offer and keeping in mind that that is part of continuous engagement, right? Like if they, just like for you in your own firm, if you made hundred grand your first year, 150 your second year, 200 your third, 250 your fourth, you know, and you continue to grow, you have been continuously engaged, right? Like you've gotten better work, you're not working with as many shitty clients, you're charging more, you've been engaged. Otherwise, you would have just gone back to practicing for another firm, right? That same level of engagement that you have, you have to make sure actually is spread out on your team. Now, do I mean that for every dollar you make, you give them 20 cents more? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying keep them continuously engaged and it doesn't have to be a financial incentive. After a certain point, you know, people are no longer incentivized by the numbers, right? So really figure out what is important to your employees and your contractors. In line with continuous engagement, I highly, highly recommend that you do at least annual reviews of each of your employees. Most of you just do a, hey, you've been working here for this long, we had a good year, I'm gonna increase your pay to this, thanks for working so hard, have a great day. That is not an effective employee review. It's an employee review, again, you're just checking that box, right? But you're not here to be a box checker, you're here to be a wildly successful law firm owner, so let me tell you the right way of doing it. Have an engaged conversation, have a structured conversation of questions that you are going to ask during these employee reviews, okay? You wanna ask not personal questions about their life, but ask them, how engaged have you been in the kind of work that you've been doing? Is there something that you really hate doing? Don't take any of it personally. Again, if you feel like you're going to have a professional come in and be part of those conversations, this is why oftentimes you'll have an attorney and the HR person in the room doing it because the HR person is able to soften up some of the questions that attorneys ask because oftentimes you're so direct that it just comes off really uncomfortably and it's bizarre and then people are like great am I gonna get fired like what's gonna happen so I don't want you to do that and if you need to rehearse in the mirror a few times or rehearse with your wife husband child another attorney a few times before you actually do it then I highly recommend that but all of that to say there are multiple things that you can do to keep your employees and contractors continuously engaged and Paying them is just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many more ways to get good quality people to stay on your team. And it all starts with you creating an internal process that keeps everyone engaged, that asks questions, that gives you important answers. All of that has to come together. Now, by the way, I've spent three episodes this month talking about employee hiring and all, all the phases of it and, and all of the nuances behind it. I mean, 
this is just a brief conversation. You actually have to do this now. You have to listen to it and now you have to go do it. You can't just listen to these podcasts as information that you listen to while you're driving, like, hey, Nermeen, great, I'll remember that when I hire someone, and then you do, and then you never do it, or you have a team and you don't do this with your team because you expect someone in HR, or your office manager, or someone else is gonna get this work dumped on them. That is not what I want you to do. Your law firm, your ownership, you cannot outsource being the CEO, you cannot outsource these things 100%. They are your team, if you expect them to stay on, you want it to be a good place to work. You want to have good quality work that goes out. That means better quality clients come in. Then you have to be part of the process and it all comes top down. Okay. I'm not saying you need to be the best leader. I'm not saying you need to be the best communicator. Most of us aren't. We're all human. There's one thing that we're really good at and that's pretty much it. Everything else we're B to C at, right? So I'm not expecting this to be this big hurdle and this big thing that you take on, but take it in pieces. If you've never done an employee review before, do one now. You can do it at random times during the year. It doesn't have to be January or December. You can do it whenever you wanna do it. If you have never done an employee outing, COVID and all, you can still find a way to be together. Maybe you all do individual wine tastings um, in your own home. There's always a way. You just have to be aware. And as long as you're acting from a place of wanting to be the CEO of a wildly successful law firm, these things, they just come easier. Don't resist it. And I know that when you have your team and your team is growing, they're gonna be so much more appreciative of this continuous engagement that you have created. All right, that is everything for today, law promoters. Uh, reach out to me if you have any questions. 90-minute strategy sessions are still available. All the links are below in the show notes, and I will catch you next week. All right. Bye, lawyers. Hey, law firm owners. Thanks so much for listening in to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I so appreciate your support and being here. Please, please, please take two seconds to subscribe to the podcast or to leave a review. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter because I do send a lot of specials and offers and just cool things via email once every week. The link to sign up is below. Thank you so much again for supporting me. I am here to help you grow your wildly successful law firm. Thank you.